Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. You know, we're in a new year, and it's natural to be reflective. A lot of people set resolutions. And, but more importantly, I think it's to kind of look back and see what happened in the previous year and what's going to carry forward into this year. You know, as financial planners, we're dealing with finance and 2022 is kind of a reckoning. Yeah. Now, my historical perspective, I, I do a lot of comparison to what happened in 1999 to 2000 and the mania that carried forward. You know, we had cryptocurrency, mm. we had these low interest rates, real estate was was going crazy. People were, you know, put their house up for sale and they had substantial offers of way above the asking price. There was just this mania, what I, yeah. what I perceived in the market. Yes, yeah. today we're talking about looking back at 2022 and we're right. gonna look forward at 2023 in the second part. But you're right, 2021 was a unique year and there was a lot going on. The stock market right. was raging. People were buying and selling houses. Remember the pandemic was right in the, you know, we yeah, were, we're still in the pandemic. I however, mean, I think a lot of people saw, um, not, not say the end of it, but things were starting to open back up. Well, the money that everybody got, yes, and they, 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 they kind of shifted their, their activities. Yeah. So instead of going to work, they worked from home. Instead of going on a cruise, they went to Airbnbs. I mean, there was just a yeah. shift, dramatic shift in what they did. Yeah with how they spent their money. And, and money had been held on to early part of you know 2020 right. and 2021, early part of 2021, people weren't sure. Mm-hmm. And so they held on a lot. But at the end of 2021, people were spending, people were doing stuff. So that mania, as you, you mentioned, kind of carried forward. But what, what didn't carry forward was the stock market gains. Right. So 2021 ended, markets were high. 2022 started and right about then there was kind of, kind the of markets a, pivoted kind of a cold water thrown on the market yeah. and i think the adult entered the room yes and, and he and he is the fed right and, he, and that's jerome powell yes and he pretty much said we've got to bring this under control or else it's Inflation going to get is going and going to i we're spending so much money that's pushing up prices right home prices car prices i mean that was part of the yeah. used cars were going a little crazy so all the prices were going up and jerome powell walked in the fed and said inflation's running away we got to stop it. And they start raising interest rates. So as, as advisors, I remember having conversation with clients in 21 and bonds it was a portion of the portfolio, mm-hmm. always is a portion of our portfolio. And, and I told, I told clients, I said, it's the riskiest asset in the, in the grouping of assets. And it's causing a dilemma as to what do we do with it? I mean, how, how do we deal right. with these bonds? And we did by shortening durations, uh, dealing with the higher interest rates, but Still, it had a major yeah. impact with the with the rising interest yeah, rates. It, it's very much the idea of the Monday morning quarterbacking. You look yeah. back over the weekend, look back over the year, and say, "What could we have done? Right. What could we have done?" You know, we could have made all sorts of interesting um, things had we known what the market would have done. But at the time, it was fairly clear that interest rates were going to rise. The mm-hmm. Fed was going to increase interest rates, and so, like you said, short duration bonds. Whether the market was going to stay flat or keep going up or come down, the stock part of it. Um, equities, there was still uncertainty. You know, people didn't exactly know. And just as a number here, 
the S and P was at four thousand eight hundred, roughly. Is kind of where it was at at the end at, at the, the start peak. Of, yeah, the, at the peak. We'll call it the peak, right? Right. Turns out it was a peak, but at the start of twenty twenty two, it was at forty eight hundred. Today, roughly, it's about thirty eight hundred. So it's it's come down a thousand points. So about twenty percent, roughly. About twenty percent. The lowest at one point in the year it hit thirty four hundred. So it was twenty seven percent or so off the high. But right now we're at about 20% down. And again, I, I guess we want to have a reference. That was the S&P 500. Yes. The Dow was never off that much. The Dow Jones Industrial Average. Now the NASDAQ was off as much as 40, over 40%. Yeah. And so the NASDAQ holds a lot of big stock players. Right. So, or, sorry, big tech players. So a lot of big tech companies that were high growth, they were just fueling things during 2021. A lot of those plummeted in 2022. So that's all the some of the worst returns was in that era. So again, I I go back to the mania. The mania allowed people to buy things and they really, I mean, candidly, they probably didn't even know what they're buying. So, you know, going back to cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency shot up to over 60, for Bitcoin went over $60, $60,000 a coin. Per coin. And the reality hit, first of all, people found out Bitcoin was not, it was not unattached, you know, from the economy. It was not unattached from monetary policy. Right. It wasn't this new magic currency that right. wasn't tied to governments, wasn't tied to the market. I mean, it, it, I mean there was a mania. People came in right. and said the money came flooding. And we had the, the meme stocks where these, these companies were about to go into bankruptcy. A bunch of people got together and said, hey, we can save it. And that kind of took over. And mm -hmm. these stocks, went, GameStop being one of the key ones, went way up and then has come back down. And, and, right. and right now, um, for cryptocurrencies, there's a, a general distaste. You know, in the market, there was mania. There's currently a general distaste because everything's come down. And will there be, you know, survivors? We'll talk more in the next session about 2023. But you know, it's going to exist. It's going to perpetuate. But the the mania and the free money and the printing money and I'm going to make get rich quick. A lot of that has subsided. It is, uh, which is probably healthy for that market. Well, I, I think first of all, that market cannot go into um, stratospheric gains without coming back to earth. Mm -hmm. There's always a, a point in time where earnings will be related to the value of something, whether it be mm. real estate or a stock or a bond or whatever. There's always an aspect and that always comes to play um, to creating a correction and or evaluation uh, clarity, I mm -hmm. guess is the best way to say that. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so people were in, in crypto, you know, they think saw things go up, they saw things come down. People who were in stocks generally saw things coming down for 2022. People who were in bonds, this was a you know, uh, surprising to some people, but also expected others. Bonds came down. They came down. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a surprise to us. I think the severity of the of the downturn kind of caught us a little bit off guard. But uh, we were prepared for rising interest rates because of inflation. Yeah. Remember, inflation was talked about as being transitory. That was a word you don't even hear about anymore. Yeah. And we talked about that. We right. looked at inflation, said, you know, is this supply chain driven? And and we we were of the opinion this was supply chain driven. And it it perpetuated. It, it kept going. And so we we've seen this systemic inflation built in and it carried into 2022. Yeah. And I think I think some other key things we're going to point out is that, um, you know, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It disrupted about 10% of the oil market and it caused oil prices to climb. Oh. But also other countries like India did not um, punish Russia. Mm. They actually bought the discounted oil and refined it. And China participated in getting a discounted oil, hence through Russia. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, again, going back to things that we weren't, I mean, COVID, going back to the pandemic, uh, China really responded differently. They did not take on any of the vaccines mm. that were shown to be effective dealing with COVID. 
They wanted to do internal vaccinations and they use standard and more proven, I guess, uh, older technology, older scientific use. And their people got sick and died, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately. And it's and then so what they they responded by shutting down their economy again. Yeah. And that caused war because they're a large economy to the world. So that caused more repercussions across the globe. I mean, right. that was unexpected. Yeah. And th those shocks. You know, some of that you could say maybe we saw it coming, but a lot of that we did not see. I mean, anybody no. saw it coming, no. um, especially the Ukraine one. That was a, a shock to a lot of people. Um, so we've talked about oil a bit, crypto stock. Um, what, about, what about real estate? Real estate. That's an interesting one. So wow, some of the markets have come down or did come down 2020, 2022. Some of the coastal cities didn't go up as nearly as much as they could have. But rural communities and places outside of California, places outside of big cities, they have changed dramatically. Oh, yeah. Because of all the transition, people, first of all, technology allowing people to work from from home. Mm -hmm. And uh, even within our close circle, we know people that have moved out of the cities and moved into very small communities right. and yet are still able to do their work. Right. And, uh, of course, real estate values within those small communities look much more attractive to somebody coming out of an urban urban setting. Yeah. Uh, we've seen that in Riverside, the Inland Empire, coming from Orange and L.A. County, but not just here. We're talking about across the country. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but generally yeah. prices have gone way up. And the interesting part we found ourselves in now at the end of 2022 is that rates have now come up. Yeah, because mortgage rates have gone from below 3% to well above 6% wow. in a relatively short period of time. Now, yes. that increased the cost of your mortgage to the average home buyer, well, it, it basically kicked out a lot of people that affordability. Yeah. I mean, a house we were in Southern California, a house that was, you know, 500,000, um, it's still a very expensive house. Right. Someone trying to get into their first home. Um, but with very low interest rates, people were making it work. They're finding ways to kind of cobble that together. Right. But with interest rates going higher, it, it excluded a lot of people. Um, and so now you have, a, a in, at least in our local region, you have high house prices, high interest rates, and a slowing market you know and we're a slowing gonna, industry we're going to talk a little bit more about the rise you know the higher mortgage rates and the valuation of real estate going mm -hmm. forward some of the concerns that we have but also you know not to panic but we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment so anyway yep. so again i think what we experienced in 2022 a lot of it in my opinion is kind of a carryover from 2021 mm. it was you know the money that the government put in it allowed this this uh everybody received a certain amount of uh, you know checks the ppp loans the businesses received yeah. there was all just a flood of liquidity that came in the marketplace and that money had to find a place mm -hmm. and it found its way into real estate it found its way into stocks it found its way into other things that weren't as good yeah uh i think that like for example the the cryptocurrencies and some of these other mania things that came out of it and those people unfortunately are suffering right now because yeah. of that and so you know through 2021 that mania you know continued on and then there's some recalibrations i guess would be 2022 right you know things uh, that didn't have as much value had to slow stocks right. you know perhaps over overly valued um and supply chains you know the supply chains are healing they're all coming back things flying again but I think what was a you know huge market, a huge increase, get rich quick, a lot of that slowed. So 2022 is a hard year for a lot of folks. Yeah. So Jeremiah and I are talking about kind of the impact of 21 to 22 and how it drove certain conditions in 22. And we're going to kind of take a break. We're going to continue our conversation, but we are going to talk about what is going ahead. What are what are what our thoughts are for 2023? So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. So we spent the first part of the program talking about what was. Now we want to talk about what we think may happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not as confident about the future as we have been about the past. Yeah, I, know, I know what happened last <laughs> week. You know, you know, my crystal ball doesn't work so well going forward. Yeah, that, that crystal ball is really, really hazy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the things we, we do know at the moment. So we're talking about the start of 2023. You know, job growth uh, is still up. You know, jobs are recovering. They're doing better. Unemployment is is still remarkably low. Remarkably low. Consumer savings is up. Like we right. have some good consumer savings um, and earnings have been good. Right. So we come into it with these ideas. Uh, the other idea that's looming, and I'll just you know, throw it out at the beginning, is you know people said that we have the most widely anticipated recession. You know, Everyone looks and says recession. The bond market, you know, the rates are telling us recession. Um, corporate CEOs are saying recession. recession. Economists on the talking heads say recession. But what, what does that mean? And, and if we all think about recession, does that mean it happens or does that mean we skip it? And how does that affect you personally? You know, the old, the old comment was, if your neighbor is out of work, it's a recession. But if you're out of work, it's a depression. Hmm. So the comparison, it, I think, is going to be it's not going to be universal. Yeah, I think it's going to be a rolling recession. I think that's the one comment that I that I kind of grabbed a hold of that I hmm. said that makes sense because not every sector is going to be affected the same uh, through a general recessionary impact. And and part of a recession, a telltale sign of it is that everything goes down together. Everything's sinking, everything's together. And we may see that, we may not. And that would be the interesting, unique part of this next year of, you know, we just talked about 21 and 22 of, you know, we're not not a place in time where we're unique from our history. Like we are coming off of certain things and like the tech industry was really booming has really struggled and that's how yeah, it's there's been an oversupply of chips now so you've got manufacturers of chips you know nvidia and some of the other companies their share prices have just been been just they're plummeting mm. because there's an oversupply of chips well 18 months ago there was a shortage right so now again i always call the production production always gets ahead of demand demand may find shortages but you know food you know you have certain kinds of foods we're starting to see chicken prices for example on the you know, from that standpoint, are dropping, but other prices are still remaining yeah. pretty high when it comes to food. And so. parts of our economy are in different spots. Right. So I think that's a, a good one to walk into 2020, 2023 with. Is that different sectors and different areas of our economy are coming off of different trajectories. Right. Some are right at the peak. Some are right at the bottom. And as we walk into twenty twenty three, if we have a you know a traditional real recession, every, there's no place to hide. Everything right. is coming down. We may see that. We may see what you're saying is a rolling recession. Say certain industries struggle, which then impact others. There's knock-on effects for all of this stuff. Um, interest rates is the other big part. So we had very low interest rates beginning. Okay, so you got mortgage rates above six percent right now. They've gone way up, and the Fed 
just in December, increased it a half a percentage point. That's a decrease from what they've done before is a lower increase, but still increasing. Now we get into February, we'll see if they will just hold tight and have no additional increases. And again, in the new normal, if the economy has a soft landing, in other words, a soft recession, things kind of level out. I think we're going to see higher interest rates than what we've experienced in the last 10 years. I think we'll see Hmm. higher interest rates because that's kind of like the normal. you know, going back 20, 30 years, yeah. uh, rates and the mortgage rates of five, six percent was not was not unusual. Now that'll have an impact upon value of homes. Yes. You know, you're not going to be able to push push up uh, values of homes or the price of homes to the stratosphere because people can't afford that because yeah. interest rates are going to mo- kind of moderate that, right? Yeah. So interest rates will put a cap on that, right? Um, and and the question will be: Do people still move? Do people still? I, I think the housing market has paused. Right. And so it will kick back up again. And the biggest question is, are there cash buyers who are just buying up things? And so the, the prices stay high. Are there you know, first time home buyers who have to wait for the prices to come back down? Uh, I'm not sure. And it may be market to market of you know where people live to depend that like here in, in Southern California, I don't see our local real estate prices coming down significantly. Yeah, they'll soften, I'm sure. Um, but there are so many people who are interested in buying homes and using them as rentals. Yeah, that I, I think there's constant support for our local yeah, industry. Yeah, we're we're way behind as far as household formation and providing real estate. Um, there's, I mean, people need a home; they need a place to live. So either they're going to buy a home or they're going to rent. And so you you can drive around the Inland Empire, you can see all the projects where there are apartments mm-hmm, being built, mm-hmm. and that's going to a lot of people who cannot afford to buy are going to be moving into those apartments because they still yeah. need a place to live, right? Yeah, that's right. So the other thing that we'll probably see as we go forward is, and I think we're already seeing it, is the kind of obsession with with the short term. You know, in a long-term view, we're great. We're in a good spot. Right. Great investments. Hold these for the future. But in the short term, people are concerned, well, it's going to fall next week. It's going to fall the next week. Or are we going to see a dip come up, you know, in two weeks from now? And it, 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 it I think it does everyone a disservice when it we does. get so focused on what's going to happen this month. Um, it's important. It's very yeah. important. But you know, for investors, as they're late, they should not be looking at what's happening this month. This yeah, week. I mean, I mean, sitting down and talking with a client or a prospective client, one of my comments always is that I can't tell you what's going to happen a week from now, a month from now, even a year from now. I can't even tell you what's going to happen maybe in two years, but I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen over a three to five year period because the economy will cycle in and out. Mm. And if you manage those assets appropriately based upon certain key factors that we use, macroeconomics. Um, we are going to find investments that will perform better over the long run. And I think that's going back, yeah. you know, dovetailing off your comments. Absolutely. And I think that for people, as we get into recession, you know, that, that you know, it fell another five points a day and it fell another two points a day. That, that's what people struggle with and the right. fear and the anxiety. But to really take a longer term view to say, you know, when things were going up, um, often people don't have those same feelings. When they're going right. down, they do. And so to take a longer term view, um, 2023, you know, part of the, the things we've been reading is people are looking at where we're going to be. So we're at 38,000 on the 3,800 on the S and P. Some people are putting 42, 39 as the, what's going to happen next year. Some people have it getting back up to the 2021 levels that will have a full recovery in 2023. Yeah. Eventually I think it will sure. be, but I'm not sure if it'll happen in 2023. And I don't think it has to be. I think there's going to be a shakeout. I think, I think companies are going to experience higher labor costs. Mm. I think we've had higher labor costs defined. Uh, unions have had a lot strong, strong because we're repurposing, mm-hmm. you're repositioning manufacturing back mm-hmm. in the United States. Well, 
for 20 plus years, we pushed all that offshore. Now that's coming on reshoring. That's going to be higher labor costs. So companies that can adapt technology-wise, in other words, through robotics and other way, yeah. other means to offset that higher labor cost, are going to be it's going to be hard pressed for them to compete. Yeah, and that's the knock-on effect. We have higher labor costs, which is good for people, right? Yeah, they're making more money, which is great. But companies are going to get squeezed. Yep. To say, do they either raise their prices or do they have to keep their prices the same? And now their their profits are getting smaller. And that's the key, I guess, item for. The stock market. When you look at these companies that are, you know, hiring and, and and employing, you know, tens of thousands of people, right? If their labor costs go up a bit, but they can't raise their prices, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, their profits get squeezed. When that happens, their stock prices right. will, will come down, and that that's a great knock on to say we may see some increased benefits to people and increased labor costs. You know, which means people make more, mm-hmm. but these companies may get squeezed. And I agree, mixed bag. Some will move to robotics. Some will have efficiencies. We talked about before of restaurants now there's there's some way you get a server others you just get like an ipad and you put in your own food and they just bring it out and that's it's cut down on some of the labor costs um will, will they be winners and losers I'm, right. I'm not sure yeah and i think you know for example i think service the service sector particularly in restaurants they're back up as far as their employment they're back up to where they were uh when they were pre pre uh covet mm. so they've seen you know labor coming back and uh i i think it's just very interesting but every manufacturing sector every service sector every Deliver, everything that provides to yeah. our economy is going to be affected by higher labor costs in yep. some way or another. Yep, and it'll be state by state different. I mean, California is pushed up the uh, minimum wage, right? And whether that or other items, there's a number of places people who have left California. So it'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see if California um, does well in this, or if we struggle and our businesses struggle as opposed to people as opposed to people in other parts of the country. Yeah, and I think the geopolitics is going to have some play mm. in here. I mean, obviously, Russia is still trying to. Uh, pursue their goals with Ukraine, and the Ukrainians are putting up, they're, they're doing a tremendous job resisting Russia. But the issue is, will that continue or yeah. will that stop? Right. And what will happen with China and Taiwan? What right. will happen with other places throughout the you know, North, the North Korea is flirting with um, you know some kind of conflict with South Korea. They're sending drones into the airspace mm. of South Korea. So, you know, there's there's people that are going to create mischief. Yes. And is that going to cause our economy to 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 collapse or correct dramatically from yeah. where we are right now? Yeah. We've talked about before. I think the Fed has an extremely difficult job. They're trying to you know manage our economy in the midst of you know geopolitical and they have zero control over that stuff. So one of the things that we give to our clients right now is that we have short term interest rates that have very little volatility or zero volatility that are providing really good return right now. So we're getting anywhere from four to five percent, four and a half percent on short term assets. And this is one of the places we can park money mm-hmm. and earn a re- reasonably good rate of return and right. wait until we find an opening to buy more equities down yeah, the road. So it's a, a clear skies, clear, clear blue skies moment to get back in. Right. If you'd like to talk to Jeremiah or myself, what we what we ask you to do is to go to our website, which is www retirement unlimited and go to the contacts button and uh, just send us an email or just give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. What we try to do is help our clients achieve their overall goals, not only in investing, but all the other things that are very, very important to you, like tax, like estate planning, retirement planning, income planning, all the other things that are make your life successful to get to the life that you really truly will enjoy. Till next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. 
information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.